Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Grant. I am an artist, a drawing and painting instructor. I live in Austin, Texas, and I would like to welcome you back to the studio. This is the place where I interview and talk shop with other professional artists, and we get an inside glimpse into their daily lives as professional artists. This episode of the Studio Podcast is sponsored by the new Figurative Art Convention and Expo. Finally, there is a conference just for the figurative world. It includes hands-on workshops and demos from masters like Jacob Collins, Juliet Aristides, Daniel Graves, David LaFell, Stephen Assail, Jeremy Lipking, Max Ginsberg, Graydon Parrish, Sherry McGraw, Jordan Sokol, Cesar Santos, John Coleman, Michael Mintler, and Tony Pro. Plus, they have added in the track conference at the same time, all for one price. You can learn more about FACE at figurativeartconvention.com. My guest on this episode is artist Joshua LaRock. Josh has made a big impact with his work in a relatively short amount of time. He really is one of the most talented representational painters working today. Um, He's one of those artists who is not only highly skilled, but also has a really nice aesthetic, um, just really good taste. And he's smart and ambitious, and all of that comes through in our interview. And you'll get to hear him talk about what he's up to without any further ado. Uh, so here is Josh Larocque. All right, so I'm excited to have Josh Larocque on the line. Hey, Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, Danny, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so I kind of want to start with with what's going on right now for you. So mm. I know that you recently moved to North Carolina from. Did you guys? Did you move directly from from New York? Well, uh, some of us did. Uh, okay. So I moved with. Uh, we moved here with Michael Klein and Lewis Carr. Um, couple of artists that, uh, you know, we all met in New York City. We studied, we studied with Jacob and, and Water Street, uh, which is now Grand Central. Um, and uh, so those guys moved directly from New York, but I actually had to take a little bit of an interlude to Maine uh, okay. last summer. We moved in July from, uh, from New York to Maine. Uh, that's where my, my wife's family is from. Okay. And uh, so because we just we hadn't quite figured out where we were all going at that point. And uh, we just needed to, we needed to go somewhere, you know, our lease was up in New York city. Okay. Um, and we also had a little baby on the way. So we were like, where can we go to just sort of have like enough stability where, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so we had our, our, our baby boy Leo, uh, in December. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And, uh, and then we moved, we finally made it down here to, uh, Raleigh in March. Okay. So, um, yeah. Cool. Still brand new. Um, Nice. So you have two now, right? Two children. We, yeah, yeah. I have oh. a three and a half year old girl as well. Nice. Her, okay. Yeah, her her name is Emma. Emma. So Emma. Yeah. So it's the French version of Amy. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a you might know there's a there's a great uh, French painter from the 19th century. He's he's not you know super well known, but uh, he's got some pieces uh, throughout Paris, and his name is Emma Moreau. Um, and uh, he's just really fantastic. We saw it when we were uh, in the Petit Palais one day, and uh, we were sort of just researching names and, uh, uh, come to find out it means beloved. So that's kind of cool. We, we ran with it. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, are you having trouble, uh, telling everyone how to pronounce it correctly? 
Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because it's it's not you know being French, it's not a phonetic spelling. Yeah. Um, you know, to Americans, so uh, it takes a little bit of a story, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like it. We like it still the same. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you moved to moved to North Carolina. Um, yeah. So what went into that? Well, I guess. Hmm. I guess we can kind of. Uh, so you had. I guess you had already agreed. Uh, with Mike and Lewis uh, mm. on the project that you guys are involved with now, or well, is that... I, yeah, I mean, the, uh, you know, the thing sort of evolved, um, you know, kind of like ideas and projects do. We, I mean, Michael and I had been sharing a studio in New York for the last uh, three years, I want to say, and um, and then uh, Lewis was uh, studying at the at Grand Central Atelier, and so he and I became good friends then. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had had the you know various ideas kind of kicking around and and it just became we just kept talking about what about what would it be like if we sort of relocated somewhere together, yeah. Um, uh, you know, because as as you know, you know, I mean, New York can be a bit uh, tough to sustain, yeah, uh, and find margins. So so that was really kind of just like the 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 catalyst for for doing that. Okay, and so. Um... So you chose North Carolina. I want to mm. I want to talk about why North Carolina, and then, sure. um, and what were some of the other places that you considered? And I guess, yeah, why why did North Carolina win over other over other places that you guys visited and, and thought about? Yeah, I mean, it was a long process. I mean, you know, I mean, trying to, uh, you know, it ended up being six people, you know, because uh, the three of us and our wives, and just yeah. trying to find a place that everybody would would like and. Uh, and that, that, oh, that was good for everybody. You know, what I mean, they just yeah. tons of different considerations. So we had, we had looked at uh, kind of uh, Philadelphia or, or mm. kind of outside the city. We had looked at Nashville. Uh, we considered Austin because mm-hmm. uh, that's you know I'm, I'm from Texas. Um, yeah. I was actually born in Austin. Uh, oh, cool. So we were looking, you know, and, and we, yeah. so we were looking for like something that still had a, a certain kind of vibrancy that, that New York had culturally, mm-hmm. um, but that you know was maybe more mid-sized. So just so that the uh, the quality of life is up. The cost of living goes down. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So that was kind of like our general criteria. Right. And um, I really, we, we hadn't, we weren't considering uh, North Carolina a, until kind of right at the very end of the process. And uh, I had a, a really good friend uh, who lives here. Uh, his name's Gary Bradley, and he's been something of a mentor uh, to me for the last several years. And he just his his skills and his background and experience uh, center around. Uh, team building um, and you know he has a fair amount of experience with business as well so we just we felt like it would just be a really good formative move for uh, for us Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, you know just as a team trying to start a new venture and um, and and then also Raleigh just ticked out you know a lot of those other boxes in in the sense that it was um, yeah uh, you know the cost of living was less there's you know still a lot of stuff that's going on here primarily because of you know the three universities that, that make up what they call the triangle Mm-hmm. Uh, here between um, NC State and Duke and Chapel Hill, so so I mean we've really enjoyed it since uh, since being here. You know, I mean it takes a while to get settled, but um, sure. You know, uh, we we've we've been lucky enough to find a good studio space, and, and really, I mean, as you know, as an artist, that's one of the major hurdles for uh, any new you know relocation. Right. So what went into finding that studio space? I mean, from the pictures I've seen online, it looks looks amazing. Um, what kind of what kind of a, yeah. a building is that? Or you know, I guess yeah, I guess walk us through a little bit how how you guys went up, went about getting that space and and um, 
It looks large. Uh, is it affordable? Yeah. You know, all yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Well, I mean, you know, we, we had a ton of different ideas and we were just brainstorming and we thought about maybe we'd like buy a piece of land and like, you know, re, you know, build some, some metal structure and see if we could do that in a cost effective way or, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, we were looking at commercial spaces and, uh, I, I mean, you know, unfortunately in this area, I mean, in a lot of areas, quite frankly, the, the, the commercial spaces are, uh, somewhat less than inspiring, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, it's like, it was this or like next to a Papa John's or something, you know, I mean, that's fine. That's fine for a lot of other businesses, but you know, as an artist, you, you, you know, you want to go in and, you know, hopefully be inspired as, as well as you can. And we, we were lucky enough to have a really great spot, uh, for our last studio in New York. It was, um, you know, it had that kind of like lofty atmosphere, uh, yeah. cause you know, all the, you know, the, the buildings are older. Uh, well, so we found this one really just through friend of a friend, uh, the, the, former tenant was was looking to uh get out of their lease um she was she was doing um uh antiques dealing and so like most of her sales are going online anyway so we were just like in the right place at the right moment to kind of be able to step in and um the space is it's a 3500 square feet it's wow. uh, the building was was so we're on one floor of this building that was uh, i think it goes back to like 1908 or something cool. it was a it was yeah. a former like a uh, uh, garments factory and, um, yeah, so we, you know, we were just able to kind of set up the right circumstances for us to be able to get in here. Um, and, uh, you know, we were able to afford it through a combination of paying some rent and we're able to raise some funds and, um, looking for support and things like that. But, uh, cool. So where, yeah. where do you guys, so how did you raise money or where did you get support? Well, I mean, we're we're still sort of in the process of that, but you know, we're 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 just looking for people to to uh, partner. We were able to Gary was able to sort of partner us up with um, a foundation that that um, you know it's there to help uh, basically startups. Um, oh, nice. And, yeah. Was so something, uh, was that something through the city there or? No, it had particularly to do with Gary and just his okay. background and connections and the and the companies he works for. Um, but, you know, and then we're just, I mean, we're, we're really just trying to diversify our, our streams of income, uh, really, you know, so that we can, you know, it's, uh, Lewis likes to always say that, um, you know, a few streams make a, make a rushing river. Um, and yeah. that's kind of like the idea behind it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to see where it all goes, you know, um, uh, we, we really just got the space up and running and, uh, hosted our first kind of open house event and that oh, cool. was fun. Yeah. Nice. But, um, so what are you guys kind of doing in the area there to to get the word out? Um, you know, do you have a, a good turnout? Are people kind of noticing that something's happening there? Or? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, my friend Gary, again, he was he was he's been really well connected. He's been here for uh, I don't know how many decades, but a while, you know, so he yeah. he knows a lot of people and he's been involved in the arts. So he's he's familiar with those circles. Um, and yeah, I mean, that open house was, was basically our first step in that direction to just kind of reach out and kind of say hello to people, invite them into what we're doing and, and, uh, you know, see what they're up to. And, uh, it was good. I mean, I think that, um, people seemed, uh, really welcoming and very, very sort of excited about what we were doing. And there's actually, you know, a lot of people who are, are doing this kind of painting, uh, in the area, which is encouraging. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, we're 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 excited. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Um 
So one one question that I love to ask on the show, and it's kind of mm-hmm. uh, the central uh, theme, I guess, um, because I want to basically get an idea of what it looks like to be in uh, Josh Larocque's world as an artist. Yeah. Um, so what what kind of daily schedule do you keep? Um, is it is it something that's uh, changes, or you know, do you wake up at a certain time every day, get in the studio mm-hmm. at a certain time? How does that all how does that all work for you? Yeah, well, I mean, since we've been here, I, I you know, I've, it's been tough to really find a rhythm because we've just been uh, doing all kinds of different projects. Yeah. Um, but uh, when when it's most um, when it's most sort of you know running it's when when it's going on its on its own, I I, I try to get here early in the morning, eight eight thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll do like a group meeting, uh, try to figure out what's, oh, okay. what needs to happen for the day. You know, we'll try to do one on Mondays to try to figure out what needs to happen during the week and then devote the next couple hours to try to, you know, just plan that out and, and try to get some, some items checked off the list. Well, uh, and the, yeah, sorry. Um, no worries. That's yeah. just, that's just really interesting. So you guys are really treating this like, um, this is kind of like uh, you guys go into the office together. I mean, that, that's, that's, I find that pretty interesting you're, that you're kind of meeting as a group and then talking about the things you're going to accomplish as, as a team for the week. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, and we're, I mean, we're still finding our, our, um, you know, our path, but, uh, yeah. it's, we, it's, it's, it's just so necessary, you know, to, to try to find some, um, cl- you know, clarity of purpose and yeah. what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, we're, so but it's interesting, I mean, and I think that that's uh, something that's you know unique about what we're doing, and and uh, really trying to collaborate and figure out what parts of our career our careers can can overlap. Uh, and you know, you know, because I think artists tend to be, uh, on the whole, pretty solitary, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and you know, and it helps in a lot of different veins, uh, a lot of you know, not least of which was is the art making, but um, sure. You know, and we're you know we're starting new ventures together. I mean, a lot of our time here has been getting the studio up and running, which you know has everything to do with like how are we going to build some storage, and you know who's going to set right. up the internet, and uh, <laughs> sure. uh, you yeah. know, and then um, yeah, and then just planning out how to get the uh, the video production done, and and you know um, all these other things. But uh, anyway, the so then after like the that sort of initial morning kind of session where we're collaborating then we're the idea is we're trying to break out and, and um, do our own projects our own uh, you know paintings and right. uh, and things like that so so I would imagine with this with this kind of group meeting starting the day do you guys um, is there kind of I guess there was some kind of uh, accountability between mm-hmm. the three of you as far as the different projects that you're working on or um, do you is that part of the meeting? Do you guys bring that to the table? Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you know, we we try to uh, think as much as we can about who ha- you know what skill sets each of us has. You know, because we we come we come to the table with with different skills, uh, and that's become really apparent. And and some of this really the last the last season has been uh, the discovery of that mm-hmm. and uh, what those skills are, and then we are able to that can inform the decision making in terms of like okay, well, who needs to do this part? Right, uh, because uh, you know it's just they're 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 more adept at it for whatever reason. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'd imagine that this is um, 
How would you say what, what's going on right now compares to maybe sort of the vision that you guys talked about in, say, New York, you know, two years ago or something like that? I mean, it's, we were just talking about this today. It really feels like uh, the, some, you know, those, those dreams that we were just, we would kind of sit around and, and, and kick, kick around ideas. A lot of that's uh, coming to pass, which is uh, really encouraging for us. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a long journey. I mean, a, you know, at least two years since the inception of it all. And, um, but yeah, I mean, the, just the fact that we were able to get all of us here, we were settled. Um, our families are here. We found this space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were getting this video project off the ground and, um, it's, uh, it's, it's big. I mean, it, it's been really, um, it's really awesome. So, yeah, that's, that's an accomplishment in itself. I think you getting, uh, getting three families to relocate together. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> especially, an understatement. Especially with kids involved. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about that. Cause I think that's interesting. And certainly since, since I had a child, it's become much, uh, much more, um, um, I guess in the forefront of my mind. Sure. Something, yeah. Something that's a very of, ever present reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you, how does that affect you or how has it affected your, your career just in terms of like, um, you know, finding time to work? I guess, I guess the question basically is, is how do you and your wife handle, um, you know, kind of spending time with the children or, or those duties that you have at home versus you being able to have enough time in the studio to, to create what you want to do? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's a tension for sure. Yeah. Um, to, to juggle all that. Um, you know, I mean, the way we're able to work it out is my wife is able to, uh, stay home with the kids. And, nice. um, so, um, you know, I mean, that's good. And I mean, it's a, she, <laughs> she deserves a lot of, uh, praise because it, it, it's a tough job. I mean, it's a rewarding job, but it's a, it's a tough mm-hmm. job. So I'm yeah. so grateful for that. But, you know, so that, that, um, you know, solves a certain set of problems. Um, and yeah. I'm able to keep, I'm able to keep, you know, kind of a normal, uh, you know, instead of nine to five, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's obviously there's flexibility of that because I have to inevitably travel and, and do things like that. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I really just have to be very protective over, over that time while I'm at the studio, uh, and also protective of the time at home. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, it just, it's so easy for, uh, you know, to just, have, you know, a couple hours here and there add up to, you know, days, you know, see the kid, you know, especially cause they, you know, they wake up in the morning and then that's just, right. the, the whole, you know, you spend so much time just kind of getting them fed and getting everybody ready. <laughs> and then by the time I get home, you know, there it's an hour before they, they go to sleep. So, um, you know, I just have to really make sure that I'm stay you know, cause they're only going to be so young for, for a certain amount of time. And I'm yeah. just, yeah. It, you know, that's a, that's a value for me. Um, but it's hard. It, it, yeah, it's hard. It's how, old, hard. how old is your, um, so my daughter, uh, just turned three in May. Nice. So. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Leona. Leona. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a weird kind of trade off because you, you know, you got to protect that time where you can mm-hmm. get your work done, but gosh, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. I, just, I hate missing things too, you know? Yeah. Um, but what, you know, whatever, everybody's had mm-hmm. kids throughout history. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> we're, it's we're been, it's been tough for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
uh, it's kind of funny to, I guess, to, to yeah. think about oh the struggles that I go through. I'm like, well, you know, it's it's, it's nothing. And, you know, know, yeah, it's really surprising though. I mean, honestly, after I've had kids, I just I, I thought time and time again, it's just like I can't believe we all got here like this and that. Oh, I know. You know, I mean, it's this much work and. People tell you it is, but I, you know, just going through it is a completely you different just, thing. Yeah, you just can't quite appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I like to think about things too, like um, so. I had two brothers, and and we used to pile in the station wagon every Christmas and summer and drive to see family in mm. Kentucky. Um, and just thinking about like the, the the whole car seat routine and everything, we used to literally just be just be bouncing around in in the back of this station wagon yeah no seatbelts yeah <laughs> no belt, nothing just like mm. <laughs> uh i was it's yeah it's just strange how, how different it's it feels um i guess from uh, being a child in the 80s to to today doesn't seem oh, that so long ago but it doesn't yeah it's so true um, I remember I was like, this is a little off topic, but I was just, you know, I would get so stressed out when, when I was putting together, uh, you know, anything for my daughter, uh, you know, the first time around where like or her crib or something, because right. it's plastered with warning signs. It's <laughs> like, you know, do this right or your child will die. Right. <laughs> it's right. just like, well, and the most frightening oh. thing in the world is the thought that I could do something that would put her in danger. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the most Oh, I can't think of anything more frightening. Is is it's just like I did something and then she got injured because of it. Oh, it Worst. So scary. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's get to. We've been kind of beating around the bush here. So let's get let's get into um, the East Oaks Studio project that that yeah. you're doing with with Mike and uh, Lewis. Um. So you guys have a uh, Kickstarter campaign right now, and you're raising. Mm. Um, I was just looking at it today. You guys have like raised double what your goal was. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And then, so what? What are you guys doing with? What's all the money for? What, what are you gonna? Where's that going? When you guys? Uh, I, I'm assuming that's going into just work on the studio and everything like that, but. Well, I mean, the, the Kickstarter is really uh, about the video production arm of what we're trying to do. I mean, kind of the core of what we're trying to do together is, you know, some of what we talked about, just have like a collaborative studio environment so that we can, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, uh, primarily just so we can make really good artwork and, and, and um, learn from each other and, and, uh, uh, and just get better, you know what I mean? And, but, yeah. uh, so ha go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, and, and I guess, too, from a, from a business uh, point of view, you mentioned uh, Lewis's idea of the uh, the the revenue streams. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean this 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 is the kind of thing that I love is uh, entrepreneurial kind of venture where you're you're using you know the technology that's available to us today, and you guys are are um, of course this is uh, you know a chance for you guys to create more revenue streams than than just, you know, trying to sell right. paintings through the galleries and, and right. that kind of thing. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, res I think I resisted that for a long time, just the, this idea that I am an entrepreneur. You know, I mean, an mm -hmm. artist, that, that's what an artist is. And I don't yeah. think you, yeah. you quite realize that when you're stepping into this, you know, because you you're pursuing this thing that you love and that you're passionate about. And, right. and that's all well and good. Uh, but, you know, and, and it can include uh, very seamlessly these, you know, the, the business aspects. So I think once I 
uh, just realized that. And, uh, and, you know, Lewis really helped kind of open my eyes to that in a, in a big way. So, um, uh, cause he has a lot of experience with, um, with, you know, being an entrepreneur and, uh, at both in just other businesses, but also just as a, as a portrait artist. So, um, so he's really helped us, but, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, um, there's a lot of different things that we can collaborate on with the core studio and that we, you know, we plan to, and, you know, even if it's just right down to like administration and having, you know, um, somebody help us with, you know, the different administrative tasks so that we can get behind the easel more. But that's really do where mean, the, do you mean the three ahead. of you guys, uh, you mentioned the administrative tasks. Do you mean the three of you guys helping each other or, or ha- maybe hiring somebody else? Well, but both, I think, okay. but yeah, I mean, uh, we definitely potentially want to hire, uh, hire somebody to, to, yeah. to do that, you know, um, really as any startup would, you know, um, right, right, right. The, yeah. like the, one of the first rules of entrepreneurship is to do only the things that you can do. And, um, you know, if the thing that we're, you know, that's most vital for us to do is to be behind the easel, then we need to try to figure out how to work towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, and part of part of just what we've done, uh, you know, as professional artists, I mean, part of the, uh, you know, way we we make our living and, and uh, interact with, you know, the outside world is through teaching, you know, and I've, I did that for a long time with uh, with the GCA and um, and then various workshops. And Michael, you know, is, uh, has done a ton of workshops. So the, the video thing is kind of an extension of that mm-hmm. um, in that we can we can sort of bring uh our, our experiences and our techniques to a wider audience. And of course, Michael's had, had a lot of experience uh, yeah, yeah. with, with video, with video production as well, because he, uh, uh, a number of years ago, uh, started and ran, uh, you know, the really successful project, uh, American painting video magazine. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, that's kind of how, how this has come together. Uh, but so then the, you know, the, the, the funds we're raising from Kickstarter is to be fed right back into uh, video production. You know, we, we were able to get, uh, uh, a series of three instructional videos produced, and we've brought on a, um, uh, a, a cinematographer uh, that we met here at Raleigh to help us with, you know, the video production and the editing, and, and kind of bring the, the quality of that up to uh, the next level. And also just so cool. that we can produce more. So the vision is to, to try to be able to, you know, make some more instructional videos, not only of just ours, but invite guest artists. We want to oh, produce cool. free content. I mean. What we're really hoping is that it'll eventually feel, as we get better at it, it'll eventually feel like, you know, we're inviting others just into the happenings of our studio, our collaborative studio, you know. Sure, and so sure. uh, you, things that, you know, conversations that just break out about, you know, different topics of uh, philosophy or, you know, taste or, but, you know, composition or techniques that, you know, one person learns and is excited about to, you know. Um, so that'll all be that'll all be incorporated in videos that you're making. That's the idea. Those yeah. Kind of things, those kind of conversations and okay. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So we just, we just end up, we just finished filming the first couple episodes of a, of a, it's kind of like a, a video podcast thing mm-hmm. uh, that we're calling the line. Um, so it kind of has the podcast format, but it's video. So, and we're, we're basically getting uh, a single piece from an artist and, and a work that we really admire and just discussing its attributes, you know, what makes it valuable, what, you know, what makes it good. I mean, cause that's what we sit around and do as artists, right? right? right. When we, as soon as we get together, we, you know, we talk shop or we just, uh, talk about a piece that we saw that we were really excited about and, and, and why. And, um, so that, you know, that's kind of, that's sort of the, 
cool. direction that we're going in. But, uh, you know, we've got a, a bunch of different sort of things uh, that we're brainstorming and trying to figure out how to put together. Uh, cool. But. So you mentioned you guys have have, have recorded a, a few episodes of that, of uh, I guess that's the line, the, the episodes that you guys have recorded? That's right, yeah. So that are have those been with with the three of you, or are you guys already uh, inviting artists uh, into that? Well, so uh, it's the three of us we, um, talking about uh, a piece of art, and the and the first the first episode is going to be uh, a landscape painting by Tom Kegler. Do you oh, know his cool. work? I do. Yep. Yeah, has he been on your podcast? He's not. Um, yeah, I, I do plan on having him on though. That's awesome. Uh, I, I thought I'd seen it, but that's he's he's really great. He and I had the opportunity to uh, go to France um, uh, a couple years ago as oh, part cool. of a fellowship, and so he and I became became buddies. And but he's just he's an awesome painter. So that so we have a, a recent painting of his. Um, we got a, a really nice portrait drawing by Amaya Gurpide. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then cool. we got a, a, a self portrait by Colin Barry. So that was that's the first three uh, episodes. Okay. Nice. Uh, we hope we hope to release it soon. Um, Excellent. So what's what's the um, so you guys are going to be pr- producing a lot of content, and then mm. how will it be? I guess how will it be sold? Will people have like a membership? Uh, will it be that kind of a structure, or will people sort of buy each? individual video or how, how's that all going to work? Well, I think for the moment we're, you know, we're producing, uh, the, uh, instructional videos as sort of the premium content, um, that that'll be just downloaded, uh, you know, um, one at a time, uh, as people wish. And, you okay. know, we'll probably have some sort of bundle. Uh, that's, you know, that's been the most, that's been the most popular thing on our Kickstarter campaign thus far as we, the, the bundle of all three of the first videos that we produced. Um, and, and, you know, just, uh, you know, for reference, so we, we produced a, we produced a, I did a, a portrait video, um, that we're calling the layers of portrait painting and Michael did a really lovely floral piece and Lewis did a seascape, uh, plain air painting. Um, so that's the, that's the first three in the, in the series. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, is there anything else that you want to, you want to talk about as far as, as far as that whole project goes? Well, I mean, we're just we're really excited about it. I mean, the turnout uh, and the enthusiasm and Kickstarter's uh, been super encouraging. And we just, you know, we hope to uh, keep it going. I mean, so that we can bring as much of this content uh, to life. Uh, but we're really excited about it. I mean, the Internet provides, uh, you know, all of us just with such an opportunity yeah. to connect with each. I mean, that's what we're doing here on your podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I really love that. So we're we're hoping that this will add uh, to that conversation, you know, and just, and and bring the kind of painting that we love to the forefront. I mean, it's all about, uh, you know, beauty and trying to sort of steward that and and pursue, uh, just really masterful art making. So, um, yeah, uh, that's what we're after, you know? Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's exciting. Um, I want to kind of circle back a little bit and and get Mm -hmm. back into, uh, your career personally. Um, So I want to talk about the, uh, for, from kind of looking from the outside, it, it looks like the Aco Powell thing was, uh, was one of the kind of big things that got, kind of got your career going. Um, mm. I guess I wanted to ask you, um, what was that first? <laughs> uh, sure. The whole Aco Powell thing. And is, is that still going on? And just, and just talk about, um, you know, how, th- how that was instrumental in, in getting your career off the ground. 
Yeah, well, um, so ECOPOL, it was, uh, it's an acronym for a really long name. It's the America China Oil Painting Artists League. <laughs> and okay. so it was, uh, you know, it was put together and the original vision was to, um, you know, g- gather a group of American artists to show in China and then uh, have some Chinese uh, realists show in America. And so we did that. We did it in 2012. Um, we did a show that opened in Beijing at the at the World Art Museum, and that was uh, just a phenomenal experience. Uh, I was a, I was able to uh, go over there for that opening, and so there was cool. about a hundred. I think it was like a hundred paintings, uh, uh, fifty artists, and um, and oh, wow. it, it, did, did the fifty artists go over or no? I mean, everybody it? was invited, but okay. you know, there was there were maybe ten of us that were able to make it make okay. the trip. And um, the the experience was really, uh, you know, like nothing I'd, I'd really experienced before. The enthusiasm um, that, uh, you know, that the community over there showed was was really awesome. Um, and, you know, got a decent amount of press. And then it actually traveled to, I think, five other uh, cities in China oh, wow. uh, and museums that were there. So, you know, I mean, that was just really uh, encouraging for, yeah. for everybody involved. So how did the... Um how did the reality of that event match up with your expectations of, did you have any idea of what to expect kind of going into that? Uh, I really didn't. Um, you know, I mean, I was at the time it was, I was, I was uh, fortunate to uh, be a part of it. They had, they had uh, run a contest as part of the, you know, the promotion of the, uh, the, the league and, and the show, um, to, to actually be a part of it. So I submitted and I was, and, and then was accepted. Uh, as one of the, the exhibiting artists, and um, cool. uh, at that at that time, I had done a portrait of my wife that uh, that was, I think I mean that's really what got me in, and that was one of the more um, uh, you know I guess the highlights of the show or whatever. At least it's what it became, uh, and so that was that was really um, exciting. I mean, there were a lot of great cool. paintings there. Don't get me wrong; there were a bunch of paintings, and a lot of people uh, were excited about. Uh, all the work, but that was that was just kind of that, there was that one painting that seemed to be what everybody was um, at least con- sort of giving me feedback on. Nice, yeah, yeah. It's sort of a sort of an iconic painting, I think, for you. Yeah. So um, I mean, the, I didn't really have a huge uh, amount of expectations, and I, I it, it far surpassed any that I did have. Um, and uh, as far as the as far as how you guys were received and and all. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, right. Um, just a lot of people, um, viewed it. And, uh, so that was, it was just really exciting. And then, you know, and then from that, I was able to, um, kind of start up some, some portrait commissions, uh, by word of mouth. Um, nice. And so that's, that's where that went for me. But, um, yeah, so I've, I've seen, um, uh, I guess a small handful of online of those, of those portraits. Um, Mm. that's great. I mean, it, it did, um, was it kind of a, you got the one and kind of word spread or how did that, how did that kind of happen for you? Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, we, one of the guys, um, who, uh, helped found the, uh, Acopal, he, uh, he sort of, he, since he's become sort of my agent over there and he, uh, no. he was able, he had a good relationship with the, the museum director. And so we were able to, to do a portrait of her. And then that was the, that was sort of the, my foot in the door that led to, you know, a lot of word of mouth. Um, cool. cool. Yeah, with, within her circles and, and then and beyond. So I've been going over for about once a year. Um, oh, wow. Since, since then. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. to, to kind of, 
uh, talk about more commissions or what's, what's, right. yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. what's happening when you go over there? Yeah, I mean, it's mainly mainly for portrait commissions. Yeah. Um, so we'll go over there and we, you know, we have, uh, you know, a handful of orders and, and then um, sometimes, you know, inevitably uh, somebody uh, finds out that I'm in town and I'm able to uh, do another quick sitting while I'm there. Uh, nice. So, yeah. So you go, when you go over there and you're meeting with people, are you doing... Um, are you doing color studies? Are you doing the full portrait? Uh, how are you preparing, I guess, for... Or well, what, I try to... What are you to, able to accomplish while you're yeah, there? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm able to... Uh, it, de- it always depends on the amount of time that each person has, you know, and that's... Right, right. Uh, the, you know, I mean... It, it, as, as much as people uh, are really quite enthusiastic about what we do, I mean, the the, the reality of their time and the, and the expectation of it is, uh, you know, is, is definitely new. So, you know, they're not expecting to sit for me for, uh, you know, hours, hours on end. But I, if, ideally, I like to get uh, two or three sittings where I can do like a drawn study and then a little painted uh, color study. Cool. Um, and then I'll supplement that with with uh, photographic, uh, you know, references. And then I'll take that back to my studio, uh, and, and that's how I create the painting. Cool. So yeah. So what is what are some of the things that you do? Um, I haven't I haven't gotten into this yet, and I need to. Mm-hmm. But but what are some of the th- uh, tips that you might have for people who? Are, are kind of working, doing portraits in that way where you, you have to kind of get some photographic reference. Um, what are some of the, the things that you do to kind of get the best out of that? Well, uh, I mean, it's certainly you certainly need to take your own photographs. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's a must for me. And, and then you learning how the camera works so that you can best expose the photo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, it, 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 favors the lights. Whereas I think, you know, if you just set it on auto, you're going to get, um, you're going to get, uh, these, you know, very blown out lights and very dark darks and the mid tones are the things that are sort of the brightest and most chromatic. So if you, if you can learn how to, how to expose and then even do some color correcting afterwards on the computer, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's like the best. Um, right. but that's why I, honestly, that's why I do the color study. So that it right. gives me that, that. One, it gives me that interaction with the person, um, you know, and so then that hopefully there's this there's that ineffable sense of like their personality that, that works its way into the paint. Um, and uh, but then it just even technically, it just helps me uh, have some better color notes. Um, that sure, I can sure. In the studio. But then, I mean, beyond that, you know, I, 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 uh, it was really important to me to have uh my instruction and my, and my normal studio practices are from life. And right. so that, it, that I'm able to translate that experience into the portrait commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to create this illusion of volume, uh, with each of the, you know, each of the forms of the portrait. And, um, and, you know, because if the, you know, photo, photographs tend to be a little bit flatter, uh, in that regard. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I, I would imagine um, that even though even though you have that kind of photographic reference, mm. um, that the color study is still probably the, your most valuable piece of information. There is that. Without would you a say doubt. that's yeah. the case? Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. If, they, if you know, if they only have a, a day that they that they'll give me, then I'll I, I'll do just the color study for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the drawing, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. That's cool. Kind of a, um, and so is that, 
are those commissions, um, is that kind of still your bread and butter uh, financially or, or is that something that's, um, you know, I guess, I guess just another revenue stream? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's one among other, other streams, but it's certainly um, a very stable um, nice. sort of portion, uh, uh, you know. And, you know, going back to the kids, you know, as soon as, as soon as that came into the picture, that, that stability felt uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. really, really good. But, um, yeah, so, uh, but I, I, I'm really, I, I do, it's one of my values to try to keep it uh, a, sort of an, a branch of, the, of my studio practice rather than letting it, um, you know, be everything that I do so that I can still produce things for galleries, I can produce, uh, you know, works for show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, I find that to be one of the more difficult things, just in in the sense of the way that we were trained and how long we spend on paintings is just, um, um, I don't know, uh, how do you, how do you deal with that? Just, um, let's say producing these portraits and then, uh, you know, do you have galleries calling you? wanting more stuff or, or even if they don't, you know, you feel like you, you need to keep them supplied. So, yeah. um, I don't know. How do you balance that? Or, or have you found ways of working, working quicker to kind of take care of that? Um, I mean, well, I definitely have had to, uh, you know, speed up from the luxury of, uh, yeah. of what we had back when we were studying, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> I wanna, right. Yeah. It seems, I would seems love magical to. now. To... Oh man. Yeah. I, so, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, in all honesty, I, I don't know that I've really figured it out. I'm in the process of figuring it out, how to balance that, right, that, right. that, that equation. But yeah, I mean, working faster is, uh, is a must and, and that comes with time, you know, as, as kind of like the whole, uh, just project and process becomes a little clearer in my head, I'm able to, um, be a little bit more efficient, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, art making's never like that. You know, you just kind of set about it and then the thing takes on its own life. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, um, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a, that's a fine answer. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's probably not a uh, clear cut answer to that. No. Um, so how many galleries are you working with right now? And then, um, I guess what's your, do you have a, do you set a goal for, say how how many paintings you want to supply them with a year or is it kind of based on how they're selling that kind of thing well i'd say it's a little bit of both i mean yeah. uh i have two galleries that i'm working with um uh collins gallery in uh, cape cod and then maxwell alexander in uh and well they just moved to la actually oh, cool. uh, but out in california and um you know um I'm really never able to to send more than a couple paintings at a time uh, per yeah. year. And I, I try to. There's a couple shows that I'll try to hit. You know, if it's like an annual small work show, or you know, maybe I'm just working on a on a large piece and then it and it fits for for a show that they're that they're having or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for their general display. And uh, I try to set goals, you know, uh, and and I, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's just there's, it, it's just it's it's. It feels more like um, keeping up. <laughs> I'm being really. Yeah. No, I'm just no, being no, really no. honest. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. Um, and uh, it, it's. I mean, the you know the artist career is just. It, it, it's so hard to find a rhythm because you you know, it's not. Um, 
you know, it's just, it's not set in stone and, and different opportunities come up and then you have to juggle it. So, yeah, 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 that's, uh, um, that's interesting that you mentioned that. I feel like I'm constantly sort of, um, kind of reacting to different things that come up in that way, you know? Um, same. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I guess there's, unless you, unless you just kind of say, um, I'm just, I'm doing this thing and that's, Mm -hmm. and then this is my thing and everything else that comes that falls outside of that thing is a no. Um, I just, I don't know how you do it. Um, and so, yeah, what, um, I guess what's the, what's the kind of direction that, or is there a specific direction that you want to head in with your work? Because, you know, you kind of, um, you're able to do, um, you know, a lot of a lot of things uh, with painting, portraits, and figures, and landscapes, and uh, plein air, and and still life. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you want to kind of continue to hit all of those all of those things, or are you are really focusing in uh, in a more specific area? Uh, well, I think. Yeah, I would like to do all those different things. I, I, I've been thinking a lot lately about how to integrate them really, mm-hmm. uh, as much as I can, you know, so I'm, yeah. I, and, and I want to, I want to get more into the storytelling aspects of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I find that those are the paintings that I respond to, uh, the most and, and, and really, you know, uh, on the whole, what viewers respond to. So, um, you know, I think that that, that would really, that could, and, uh, you know, include all of them. So if you have multiple figures uh, in an environment, then I can paint um, some landscape. I can paint portraits. I can paint uh, still life elements mm-hmm. uh, and and bring it together for this um, you know the, the, this scene and, and which hopefully strikes a you know an emotional tone um, yeah, that, that resonates. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of that you know that's what I'm thinking about. But I mean that's a big project. I, mean, I yeah, quite is. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, well, and talk, when you know when we're considering things like how long is this painting going to take, yeah. and and what else do I have to do, it's it's you know I find that to be one of the more frustrating things, honestly, about mm. uh, about the the career is that there's just so many limitations on things like that, and then you run mm. into you know just some of the logistics if you're going to have uh, multiple figures. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just, there's always other things that come along with that, oh, uh, yeah. hiring models and, and whatever. Um, yeah. um, I started talking and I forgot where I was headed. <laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with that. your statement. It's a, yeah, just the logistics <laughs> of it all is, is daunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's all I guess was. And so I find myself um, maybe... St- thinking about those things and then kind of coming back to producing, um, you know, a still life or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of coming back to, to, um, I mean, it, it, for lack of a better way to describe it, just the, the easier things to produce, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and on, I mean, and thinking about the things which are most sellable, I mean, that, you know, um, yeah, that always feels like a thing that like the artistic soul bristles at, you know, and I am, I'm, I'm there with that, but it, it's just, it's a reality and I, and I think it's okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so that's why, like I was saying, going back to once I realized that I was an entrepreneur, if you just start 
thinking of it like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and you have a goal of where you want to go, then, you know, you, you just sort of figure out, okay, well, how, what are my steps in order to get there? So, you know, it, it's like, when you can have a base of, the, of these things that you, uh, can be confident will bring a certain set of income, you know, can be a certain base for you to build on as a foundation. And, yeah, that's, that's uh, and hopefully that overlaps with things that you want to do, you know, so you don't feel completely like a sellout because that's a fear. I mean, like, right. I mean, that's what we're all, well, we don't yeah. want to be like, well, but, you, you know, grow, you know, you don't want to feel yeah. like you just keep hitting, hitting the same note over and over. And, and that's kind of what you are. I, I right. guess the thing, the thing too, is that, um, and I keep coming back to this. It's just that, um, you know, when we all sort of before we went off to study and get mm-hmm. and kind of get all the skills that that we wanted to get to be able to produce produce the kind of work that we want to produce, um, you know, we weren't necessarily dreaming of doing um, uh, certain type of paintings. Um, no. <laughs> we were, we were, you know, we were dreaming big, and mm. and then the reality comes that. Um, Sometimes yeah, these things are, are just, you know, it's it's a little bit out of reach uh, for yeah, or or there's just like more that goes with it than you than you right. think, you know. I think what we forget, you know, what I mean, because like the artist, this artist has become this like mythological creature, yeah, you know, that was like that was like noble or something. But you know, remember that you know, like Raphael. I mean, his, he had a he had a studio full of people, and and one of the arms of the things they did was to uh, to paint. Uh, you know, the coat of arms, right? You know, yeah. like the shields for people's family, you know, for noble families. And, uh, you know, Michelangelo famously didn't want to s- accept the S- Sistine Chapel Commission. You know, he only agreed to it so that he could get uh, this, the, the, the sculpture commission of, uh, right, the, you know, right, the funeral right. monuments. So, you know, I mean, these guys were businessmen. And, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I mean, there are things that yeah, were better about their point. times, I mean, but like, well, you know, they just, they were, it, I think it was well, always was a reality patronage and, yeah. and everything that else yeah. was kind of supporting them. And, and yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. Um, how, uh, you mentioned earlier that it took you a little bit of time to kind of come to terms with, with the idea of the artist as an entrepreneur, like what were kind of <laughs> some of the hurdles that you had to get over, uh, maybe philosophically or, or. Um, you know, what was that journey like for you to kind of come to terms with that? Well, I mean, I think it was realizing some of like what I was just saying and that, that, you know, these, these artists that I really admire, um, had to deal with some of it. And as much as I want to sort of look back with, you know, nostalgic eyes and think about how great it would have been to be alive, you know, like it, it, I think that they still had to to deal with some of the same frustrations. So it was that, um, but you know, then you, uh, at some point you just, you've got to eat. Um, I, I don't want that to sound crass, you know, but no, then you figure it's, out, you it's, figure it's, out how to make your visions work, you know what I mean? So right. I don't want it to sound like I'm, I think when, once I realized that I didn't have to give up the big dreams in order to, yeah. uh, go down that, you know, or at least incorporate that, those ideas, then, uh, that was big for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, gosh, I hope I'm not coming across negative. Uh, no, yeah. no, but I was just thinking, like, it, what it's what it's really done too for me is is made me focus on um, how do I put more of 
how do I put more of myself into, if I'm going to make a still life painting, how do I put more of myself into that? How do I bring more of, so that it's, um, you know, when we were studying and maybe, maybe shortly after studying it, it, I certainly took on this idea. And I think a lot, most, probably most of the people do, uh, that come through that system is you, you have this idea that, well, I can just, it doesn't matter what I paint, as long as I paint it, you know, beautifully mm. and as long as mm. i paint it you know i just skillfully and and i really um you know i get the form great and all of those things then mm. then it doesn't quite matter what i'm painting um mm. and i you know to, i i kind of i'm at the point now where i'm i'm definitely trying i'm not trying i mean i'm i'm shaking off that idea and and trying to get back into like okay even if I'm painting a still life, um, I need to make this uh, as much uh, as a, bring as much of myself to, to the table here and, and, and imbue this painting with my values and, and what I'm trying to put forth yeah. in the world. Like, yeah. so in, in a sense, you know, what, what we might be able to create with um, the, these grand visions that we have of multi-figure paintings and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you know, maybe I can, I can, um, still get some of those ideas across or put, or at least put forth a a personal vision through, um, you know, a smaller painting or a less ambitious subject matter, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you definitely can. I mean, I, cause there, I, and I think like the way I would talk about it for a while is there's definitely overlap, you know, like if you think of like that Venn diagram kind of idea with like the things that you want to make and the things that are, uh, sellable, you know, and there, there, you know, they may not be mutually exclusive. You know, there's things I definitely don't want to paint that I know would sell. Yeah. But yeah. you know, if I can find that little overlap where there, where there's, you know, maybe it's not the fullest extent of what I hope to do with my entire like, uh, you know, catalog, you know, for my life. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's not less than that. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean it's like uh, settling either, because you know, oranges are beautiful. Right, and right, sure. they pack. They can pack an emotional wallop. You know, they can have that that sort of satisfying um, uh, element to them. So, um, I think that's the key: is just making sure that it still overlaps with what you want to do, and then you build on it. Right. You know. Right. Right. Um, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's the sweet spot, really. That mm. um, finding the thing that's uh, of course going to sell because we got to feed our kids, and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and having that be something that we're passionate about. I mean, I think that to me, uh, of course, that's that's exactly what we're trying to hit as far as when we're producing paintings. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap up here in a second. Sure, but, yeah. Um, is there, um, I guess I wanted to ask you about if, if other, any other uh, revenue streams that you have as far as being an artist. Um, uh, have you ever thought about uh, producing prints of your work or if not, what, what are we mentioned? We talked about a lot of things that you're doing, but is there, are, are there any other revenue streams that you have going? Yeah. Well, I mean, um, certainly the, the, the painting sales, you know, and you can diversify that, like, you know, kind of like I have with the, um, with the portrait commissions and then gallery sales and then, um, you know, a certain amount of, uh, private sales that, that end up happening. And then, um, there's the videos and then there's, there's always been teaching, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. Uh, that's a really great way to, um, 
you know, make some supplemental income and, and, and meet some great people. And, um, and I, we, we just started print, but so part of the Kickstarter offering for, uh, for the East Oaks is a set of the prints that we, uh, of the paintings that we made in the videos. Um, and nice. so that, that's new for me, but it's actually, uh, it's, it's been kind of fun, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to, to see that. And, uh, and I'm excited for, for people to have it, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's everything. I mean, you could, um, do products, you know, I mean, there's developing thing cause we, you know, you kind of have to be, uh, sort of a little bit of, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if MacGyver is the right reference, but you know, when you're, when you're doing things in the studio, you need to make a solution. You've got to sort of set it up. And then oh, yeah. there are these yeah. things that, you know, are valuable and then you make, you know, other people find that valuable and, you know, so you can develop that into something to, right, right, right. uh, you know, to sell. So, um, but you know, the internet's just a great place to, um, leverage. It's a, you know, it's yeah. a marketplace and it's, um, and, and, you know, people find it really valuable, um, cause they can't always travel to workshops. So, um, you know, or, or, or like longer form study and things. So, mm-hmm. um, cool. That's about what we've got. Yeah. 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 yeah no, <laughs> I mean, we live in an incredible time and it's exciting with all the new technology and things that are available to us. And, yeah. and, and there's no roadblocks with the internet. You know, you just, you just start doing it. Like there's it's, nothing, there's nothing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's no, we don't have to go get a license to do it or whatever. There's no, you just start doing it. Uh, that's, yeah. That's what I think is just so exciting. If you just, if you have the initiative and the ambition, you know, you just do it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, awesome, Josh. It's been really fun talking. Um, that was great. Yeah. Anything else you want to, you want to say before we sign off here? Um, I don't think so. It was really great to uh, to catch up with you and uh, really been enjoying what you're doing, Danny. So thanks. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, Josh, uh, good luck with everything, especially this, this big uh, venture you guys are doing together. Uh, so it's you, Mike, uh, Mike Klein, and Lewis Carr. That's exciting. Yeah, um, yeah thank you. Yeah. And if anybody's curious, they can, you know, they can check out our, um, uh, our Facebook or, or our website, eastoakstudio.com. Um, And, um, yeah, thanks. Great. Great. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Danny. Okay. Thanks again to Joshua LaRock. Exciting things going on for him. And thanks to our sponsor, FACE, the figurative art convention and expo being held in Miami at the Biltmore Hotel this November. Seating is limited. Um, I'm going to be there. I'm very excited about that. And uh, to learn more, go to figurativeartconvention.com. And thanks to all of you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and spread the word. Um, Go over and find us on iTunes and leave a review and go ahead and rate the show seven stars out of five. I really appreciate all of your support and go ahead and subscribe to the show. And if you want to drop me a line, you can do that at Danny at dannygrantfineart.com. And you can find me on Instagram at dannygrantfineart. And that is all. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next time. Just a simple song to sing
what you done I told you about all those fears And the way they did run You sure must be strong Yeah.